Casual, the gaming podcast where we talk about games casually. I'm your host, Sedge, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lightsaber Ninja. Sup? And Control Freak. Good evening, everybody. And uh, welcome to 2020, I guess. okay so far. <laughs> we are a week in, and everything has gone to hell. <laughs> it's all on fire! Um, if you're in Australia, literally. Yeah. Hope everyone's okay there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Dem Fancy, if you listen to this, uh, we we hope you guys are safe. Just you, though. Uh, well, and the rest of the country, you <laughs> prick. Anyway, so how you guys, uh, what you guys been playing this week? Obviously, lots of Warframe. Because uh, No I, I never, shocker there. I never seem to stop. Um, and actually, I ended up picking it up because it was on sale. Iritus. Rattus, I-R-A-T-U-S. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, I go with Iratus because the guy sounds like he's always annoyed that you play as. Um, think the reverse of Darkest Dungeon. Instead of taking a band of heroes Wait, into a dungeon, you're playing as the evil guy in the dungeon, raising an undead army to get out of the dungeon. Oh, so it's kind of like Darkest Dungeon meets uh, Dungeon Keeper. Kind of. But uh, same type of gameplay as Darkest Dungeon, so you have your little band of guys. It's generally four-on-four, and you have to to deal with, you know, the good and the bad things that happen along the way, where on my first run, I got to the second-to-last node, and I lost my two strongest characters. Literally because one of the stupid assholes had a suicide bomber run. And so he he starts the effect and it's basically he will blow himself up as well as the two characters to the left of him. And when he does it, he will charge to the front of the line. So I have multiple characters that can push him back. I'm like, okay, I can either push him back or try to kill him beforehand. Well, two of his characters just so happen to have stuns. So my two characters that could push him back both got stunned, the dude goes suicidal, and I lost my two heavy-duty tanks. Because it's not damage-based, it's literally just, they die. It's just an insta-kill ability, like, nope, they just, they die. Yep. And I saw that happen, and I just stared at them for a second, I was just like, Welp. Close. <laughs> I'll come back to this later. <laughs> or I punch my monitor in half. That that is a game that sound I'm I'm looking at it right now. It looks interesting, but then I'm also like, you've owned Darkest Dungeon for like five years? I played the hell and- I have played a lot of well, seven hours of Darkest Dungeon, but with one party that I actually was able to keep from dying. I actually got pretty far in that. Yeah, no, I I think I have, uh, oh, let's take a look at the old Steam library here and just see how much I have in Darkest Dungeon. 30 minutes. I have 30 minutes. Ha! Wow. (laughs) So, (laughs) I feel like I should play Uh, that before I get another one that's like it. Oh, man. Uh, Well, and that's the thing, like, it, it does have a different vibe 
to it because instead of like recruiting from a caravan and paying money for these guys for enemies, you take the like when you go into combat and you kill the enemies, they will drop items that you use to form the new characters. So it was like, yeah, you can make the uh, like the bride of Iritus, which is this archer chick, but it takes rags, blood, a heart, bones. You mash it all together, and that creates that character. Whereas the wraith takes rags, ectoplasm, and a, I believe it's a weapon, like weapon scraps. So each character requires different parts. And to get stronger characters, you can actually upgrade those parts by fusing them together to get better parts that will have like passive bonuses for your characters. So it, it, is, it is interesting. Okay, I can, I can dig that. Um, I mean, it's not on sale anymore, so I probably won't pick it up until it goes on sale again. Yeah, reasonable. But uh, definitely something that sounds super fucking interesting. Yep. Uh, other than that, there was one other game that, well, no, this was during the holiday break. We tried to play, uh, we tried to play Deathwing. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that last week and how the game's own technical issues <laughs> on top of a it might also be a my computer issue because I tried playing uh, Total War f Warhammer 2 and my computer beeped and then everything lagged. So your computer just doesn't like Warhammer? Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something I'm going to have to look into, but... That is a shame. Yeah. Um, I might actually have an issue with my graphics card that I need to look into. Time for an upgrade. Yeah, right. Put one of those nice RTX cards in there. Yeah. Get that ray tracing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Drop a couple multiples of hundreds of dollars. What Drop is, a couple, is couple Gs on that. No, it's not It's not Gs. I think they're like seven to 800. Yeah, which makes sense because that's what I paid for the current card that I have in there, which is a 1080. But... <laughs> Which is a shame. We'll have to try and get that to work again later. Yeah. We might have better luck for not doing the enhanced edition. Give that but, a try. But I got my new computer, and it should be able to run. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll give maybe, it a shot. Maybe, maybe if you host, it'll go better. Maybe. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I have been up to. Fair enough. Light, you, uh, what you been playing this week? Well, three games that I've had my hands on this week, but... I'm going to talk about one, because the other two I need more time with. Uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Okay. How how you finding that? I really like it. Like, I really like it. This game, first off, it looks gorgeous, whether you're playing on the big screen or in portable mode. Um, it looks even better than the Wii U version. And I usually can't tell that if I'm not comparing side by side. Well, that's um, a plus. Yeah. It's very pretty, and I love the fur effects. It's something I want to kind of look into to see how they do stuff. Uh, the other thing is, is it's made by Retro Studios, who makes Metroid Prime, as far as I'm aware of. Yeah. I didn't know that they did 
both Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze, but it's a master class in how you do uh, uh, the level layout for a 2D platform. Even more so than like a Mario game. I feel like I played Donkey Kong Country Returns on the Wii and that game and me just did not gel well. So this game is... I've done that thing where you almost throw a controller, but you hold it in your hand, which is pretty good because, you know, in my hands is the entire $300 console. <laughs> uh, that's, I've done that's that fair. <laughs> multiple times. Multiple times. And every time I'm mad at myself, not just because, you know, I'm an adult who shouldn't be reaching that level of rage on a child's game, uh, but also because... It's my fault that I missed something. I think there was only one time where I felt like it was the game's fault that the timing was off. So you're telling me it's not like the Crash Bandicoot reboot where I'm like, no, I totally hit that jump. And then you find out, oh, I didn't hit it because the hitboxes are fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's not like that. Although there was one instance where I was like, no, I'm pressing the button at the right time. But But what I like about this one is despite the difficulty of the levels... It's also very generous in handing out extra lives. There, there's two modes. There's, there's regular mode and there's funky mode. Funky mode gives you more items you could bring in to a level. Uh, you can use items in the middle of a level instead of only right before you start one. And then you also have the option of playing as Funky Kong, who is basically in easy mode. He can't get hurt in a lot of ways, whatever. I, he feels like a cheat. But the rest of it, Funky Mode, I honestly think is better. It's cheaper, you get more coins, whatever. Anyway, regardless of which mode you pick, I feel like they're super generous with lives. I remember dying, like, a hundred times in a row. But I only lost, like, 30 lives. Because I managed to get another life in the meantime while playing. So, oh, just all well, in all. Extremely difficult, but very satisfying platformer. Well, that's good. I think the last Kong... game I ever played was Donkey Kong Country 3. Oh, then you might actually like this more than people who only played Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> but but uh, Diddy Kong is useless. Beat it. Hmm. Still. Uh, Diddy Kong is useless. Cranky Kong is unique, but I don't like him. Dixie Kong is where it's at. So wait, so you can play as any of the Kongs then? No, you play as Donkey, but you know how you can get a buddy? Yeah. In this one, your buddy rides your back and gives you a, a, a different power. So, like, <laughs> for Diddy Kong, he gets a rocket launcher. and Or jetpack, I mean. And so, like, if you hold the jump button, then you can move across a little bit, and then it slowly starts to die down and, you know. Uh, if you do Cranky Kong, you have to time the button press yourself but he shoots downward with his cane and it will kill enemies. And also you can bounce on like spikes and shit without getting hurt. Hmm. And then if you use Dixie, it's basically like having Yoshi. It does the same thing. You float for a little longer. It gets an extra bit of height before it drops down. And she's my favorite because it, it, the reason why I say Diddy's pointless is because he's basically Dixie Kong without the extra boost in height. All right. Well, I, if I ever end up picking it up, I'll have to compare notes. Yeah, it's it's highly enjoyable. I like it more than Mario Odyssey, which is blasphemous to say, I know. I mean, 
if you like what you like, I'm not going to say that one is better than the other. In this I case, mean, in general, I, I know you guys. Of them. I know that you guys don't care. I know, but I. It, that's also going to be a very controversial statement since Mario Odyssey is like you know, creme de la creme of Mario. Yeah, it's a good game. I gotta beat it one of these days. Oh, I hate having gaming ADD. And then uh, I'll be talking about it more next week. But I've I've played quite a bit of the new Pokemon. Oh, nice. Sword, shield, Are or you... gun. Sword. <laughs> I, I actually I'm assuming think that you are going... enjoying it. Uh, it's yeah, it's Pokemon. Fair enough. But Sorry, uh, I I interrupted you in the middle of something. Yeah, I think that I think that they're gonna actually announce gun, or whatever that ends up being, which I'll never not call gun. Uh, I think they're gonna be announcing that this month or next. You think they're actually gonna do the combined game? Well, they're doing a Pokemon Direct soon, and it, it's either gonna be, hey, we have a huge update for uh, Sword and Shield, or it's gonna be, here's what this year's game is. Or it's gonna be more updates to Pokemon Go. Well, I think that they're going to also finally reveal what the hell Pokemon Home and Pokemon Sleep are. Oh, yeah. Pokemon I, Sleep? A home, yeah, a home is something where I think it's going to replace the bank. That's what it's supposed to do. I don't know what the hell Pokemon Sleep is. That just sounds like a really creepy voyeuristic thing. You can watch your Pokemon go to bed. No, oh, no, no. It's something you actually have while you sleep to train I, your Pokemon while you're asleep. Both of those ideas are better than mine. I thought it was going to be an alarm clock app. You can be woken up by Pikachu every day. Exactly. I would never wake up. It's not no, loud it, enough. Why do you think I wake up to the Doom soundtrack? No, because not all, first no, off, I that do. you're waking up wrong. Secondly, uh, not only does it go, but it actually shocks you. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, my, Here, speaking of alarm clocks based on video games, mine's the uh, Dead by Daylight song, but the heavy moment. The dun, 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 dun. Oh my god, that's a good way to induce nightmares before you wake up. I mean, I debated having it be the chainsaw rev from the hillbilly. <laughs> Just no, you need to get that chainsaw rev from Resident Evil 4. Yeah. I want that chainsaw controller from Resident Evil 4. Why? I, I don't know, why not? <laughs> I mean, that's the best answer you could give. Yeah. It's the only acceptable one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put a working chain on it. Oh, oh god. god. How... Sedge, how did, uh, what happened to Light? He hasn't been on for a while. He chainsawed off his own arm. Oh, I definitely would chop off a leg or something, because I have a habit of tilting my controllers down. <laughs> well, he, uh, he somehow managed to, uh, castrate himself. What? <laughs> yeah, he got a little, uh, well, got you a know, overzealous with the chainsaw controller, and one thing you know. Left- Another. One of the priests picked up Ashley. What? <laughs> what does that even mean? Oh, yeah. I, I actually blanked for a second. I was like, oh, what the hell is he talking oh, about priests I thought, for? You, I thought you were doing a bit. 
God damn it. <laughs> yeah, Light, you're not allowed to have the chainsaw controller anymore. Uh, oh, boo. Oh, man. We still, we still need you functional for the show. I'm just going to get the massive hammer controller from Mad World. That never came out, by the way. Good. <laughs> That's not a thing, but still. I had to reference Mad World somehow. I can't imagine why. I will say I had way more fun with that game than I should have. It's a good game, man. They should have done more. Anyway, what have you been They playing? did. It just didn't do well. Yeah, that's like that uh, Samurai gun game where the first one was bleh, but the second one came out with Motion Plus. Yeah. It was awesome, uh, but nobody played it. Yeah, well, the thing is, the Mad World got uh, put on PS3. It was Anarchy Reigns. Oh. So it wasn't actually Mad World anymore. Oh, but it, it had so... the si it had the same guy. It had Jack in it. Does it have the same art style? No, God no. <laughs> oh, well, damn. Yeah, no. It's uh, it's basically. I think it was some kind of a. It was like a spectacle fighter, kind of like Devil May Cry. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. As for what I've been playing, uh, I've been beating my head against the wall that's Rainbow Six Siege because I hate myself. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, um, that is a game that if you want to get back into, uh, it's like running headfirst into a steel pole until you convince yourself you're having fun and haven't just given yourself massive brain trauma. Tink, tink. Yeah. All right. Because... I, I don't know if you're super familiar with Siege Light. Nope. Well, but I know it looks good in uh, in clips. Yeah, see, that's the whole thing. And I fully blame Russian Badger for me getting back into it. Uh, Not that he'll ever listen to this. So, but, so that's all the more reason to blame him. Yeah. Um, when I watch his videos and go, oh, I could do that. Not remember, not thinking like, wait a minute, this is basically all he does. Yep. It's like, no, I can control my recoil like that. I can zip around the map and do fine. Immediately get domed eight times in the head by a fucking operator that was hiding behind a desk. In the months leading up. Go ahead, good, good. I was just going to say who shot me through the desk and two walls. Hmm. <laughs> In the months leading up to the release of MK11, I was watching gameplay videos from one of the developers who is a former MK champion. And I just remember watching it like, oh, yeah, dude, I'm going to pull that off. So I, I feel <laughs> I, your pain. I, I did that, too, with Mortal Kombat 11 when they did all the fucking gameplay videos for the character, yeah. for the new characters. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to be able to pull off those awesome combos with Frost. Pick up okay. Frost. I don't know what buttons do. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter that I can't count frames. And whenever they say things like, you know, this is your your heavy forward, that I don't know what the hell that means. I'm gonna pull this shit off. And then you fair, play this the was game. The, this was the first game I learned about move canceling or frame cancels. Yeah, I can't do. I can't do those either. I I actually got it to with one of Sub Zero's combos where I could actually hit the frame cancel for it. I'm not. I'm not too worried because I never play with anybody where that would matter. I don't need to psych anybody out. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I mean, we did try to play that one time. It just didn't go well. I know. One day. One day. Soon. Someday, young Padawan. And I will but... sit over here avoiding fighter games. 
you'll be watching the Twitch stream just laughing your ass off. Yep. As people jump into the stream and go, wow, you guys suck. Mm. It's like, yeah. What the did, hell, you only you got not... a five like, Wow, I didn't... What a loser. I didn't know MK could be so slow. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you not read the title of the, of the stream? It's, we suck at MK? <laughs> Clearly not. And then, and then someone throws up uh, Street Fighter Third Strike. Never played it. Yeah, oh. nope. That, so, as far as fighter games go, that is probably my favorite one. And it's mm. it's super retro. It's Well, I wouldn't say retro. It's, yeah. old, it's old school. But, like, there are still tournaments that would prefer to use that. Uh, mm. Because that was when they enabled the, uh, the parry block. Mm. So, you could block, or you could parry an attack. And if you parried, you negated the entire amount of damage. The... The ability to block and then time your block to parry is why I've always loved uh, Dead or Alive. Well, and that's like Dead or Alive. I dislike because the AI is rooted and moves make no sense. Like that's how I feel about Tekken. But uh, the big thing with the uh, the parry or block, like you had to move forward to parry. So it was you would per- if you perfectly pressed forward mm. into the attack, you could parry it. And Dope. negate damage. Um, the best I've ever done, I got like five parries in a row, but it, like it was five different attacks. The most amazing thing I'd ever seen was it was, I think it's, I want to say it was like 2007 or something. Like this was way back when. Um, but there was a like MLG tournament type of thing for Street Fighter. And the finals, it was a, it's like Chun-Li and Ken. And the guy, the guy playing as Chun-Li has a literal sliver of health left. Blocking, she will die. She will get knocked out. Guaranteed. And the guy playing as Ken does his super, which is a massive series of kicks. Actually, you know what? I think it's, I'd have to go back. Yeah, no, that is correct. But the, either way. The character who had the sliver of health left perfectly parried every hit of the super. Oh. Completely canceling out the damage and countering it with their own super to win the match and win the oh. turn. And it was that just is... like a stupid perfect timing thing. That is the situation on a MLG tournament where a controller has now either gone through a TV or somebody's head. <laughs> Especially like, in the I, finals type of thing. I, I've i seen fighting game players in those tournaments. They are angry people. Well, and that's the thing. They are either the angriest people or the nicest people. Like, yeah. they're, they're either super cordial and super polite, or they are just utter rage machines. And, I yeah, I've seen both where, like, the guy knew he had lost, and he literally just lambs the controller kicks the chair out from under him and walks away. Like, the match isn't actually done, but he knows he can't get back, and he just storms off. Yeah, I've I've seen that video. Plus, you know, they have all the rules where you can't, like, get in-round coaching in that. Yep. So, and then there was, oh, God, I think it was, like, last year at, uh, is ESX the fighting game tournament? I'm not sure. It's It's been a while since I've really looked into it. 
Yeah, uh, he was getting coaching pretty much during the whole match, and they were like, uh, you can't do that, bud. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Yeah, I've also been playing Halo 5, and that gave me, because uh, I was trying to get ranked, and that gave me kind of the rage moment of putting my con- almost putting my controller through something. Your nice fancy controller. Well, see, that's the thing. I I didn't want to like get angry at the controller, so I was like, nope, I'll just you know angrily like put my fist into the floor. And my cat, being the smart little furball that she is, decided to lay right on that side of my body, so I can't do that. So it just turned into every time I died, me aggressively petting my cat. <laughs> Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to accidentally punch your cat. No. Just angrily, angry belly rubs. Just, I'm okay. I'm okay. All right. Back to it. Immediately die. Angry belly rubs. Angry angry belly rubs. She was happy about it. I wasn't. Uh, But... Yeah, so that that's what I've been playing this week. <laughs> Sounds um, good. Got a couple pieces of news that I kind of wanted to touch on, just because I think they're interesting. Um, yeah. First off, Alienware has debuted a prototype handheld computer that they are calling the UFO. Hmm. It operates like a switch with detachable side panels. Ooh. For the controllers, it looks extraordinarily sharp, and I don't mean that in the good way. <laughs> I mean, it looks like it'll it'll cut you. And, and that screen looks disoriented. Weird. Like, it, it's yeah, because the screen is a standard, like, square screen, but it's got this weird trapezoid bezel around it. Yeah, so, like, so the, if you look at... Uh, I'm trying to think of a type of screen that you could compare that to where it's like you you have the actual screen and then you have like the side edging that's still under glass it's like an arcade machine yeah that actually that's what it looks like yeah it it looks like though you know uh what the hell's that called the the reflective monitors you know where the monitor's actually in the cabinet but it reflects off of a mirror yeah mm. yeah that that's what it looks like um, I mean, it's a super neat concept, but I'm 90% sure that a handheld trying to run stuff at PC-style graphics will melt. Uh, I would turn you to the GPD Win 2. Oh, yeah, that's right. The GPD exists. I forgot about that. Yep, yep. So, I don't know. I don't think it's going to go anywhere out of prototype mode, because I don't really think there's a market for it, but at the same time... I kind of want one. And Dell is hurting. I mean, yeah. Because people are building their own shit now. And also other computers are making better computers. Yep. Other companies are making better computers than Dell for less money. Plus a lot of people are switching over to tablets for their like college needs and that because it's easier than carrying around a bulky-ass laptop. You're... Yeah. So I don't see a portable Alienware with all the costs that come along with just the name helping Dell out at all. No. No. Not at all. But it is a neat concept. I got some random news. Well, I I have one other piece of news that comes out of CES or CES. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Sony unveiled their logo for PS5. It is just the PS4 logo with five, so it's completely anti. It's the PS3 refresh logo. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The one that's a uh, curvier, bubbly version of the PS2. Yeah, which honestly, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I love that they're going out of their way to remind people that the PS5 is coming without showing anything off. Yeah, well, yeah, and I'm actually surprised they didn't show the console at CES, considering Microsoft announced theirs at the Game Awards. I think that Sony's going to wait for a, you know, experience or whatever their play event is called. Oh, yeah, yeah, the the state of plays. Not, Not their Nintendo Direct thing, like their actual little conference thing. Yeah, the the pre E3 thing that they do. Yeah, yeah, probably, but we'll see. It's close enough that it would make sense. Yeah. Oh God, that is coming up pretty quick here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, we're already on CES. GDC's right around the corner. Yeah. Oh boy. It's gonna be a busy couple of months. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I say that. Like it doesn't happen this way every year. Every year. <laughs> it's the same thing every year, and every year I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be busy. Hmm. Well, one so of these little... years, maybe, maybe I'll yeah. actually be able to go to like PAX or GDC. Anyway, go yeah. ahead. Um, my little bit of news ain't nothing big. It 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 actually ties back to the Game Awards. So, but uh, they had announced the Wolf Among Us two. Right. And you may have noticed that it wasn't called the Wolf Among Us season two. That's because yeah, despite two. being called two, it doesn't really have a tie-in to the story of the first one. Oh. It's not going to run off of the Telltale engine and is instead going to run off of Unreal. All of these are... I don't. I mean, I don't know if the story thing's a good thing, but the engine thing is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Because the Telltale engine was outdated and clunky. Yeah, they should have figured out something or switched to Unity a long time ago, so. Yeah, or Unreal, because Unreal is free. Uh, yeah, either or. Yeah, but, no, that, I mean, that's nifty. I, I didn't, I didn't play Wolf Among Us 1, so I guess it really doesn't matter, and I guess that means if I, I can pick up Wolf Among Us 2 without really needing to know what the hell's going on. Yeah, I still really want to play it. As long as it doesn't go a Darkness 2 route, where the game literally has nothing to do with the first one. Give us and the man, Darkness 2 fix those controls. I, fair, but I don't know. Gameplay was so good on that. And they were able to go more with the gore by switching to a comic booky look. Okay, fair point. Yeah, Other than that, I agree, because I love the Darkness, I love the... Uh, the fact that you can watch the entirety of uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. I'm sorry. Yeah, they had and... whole TV shows and stuff, yeah. Huh. Yeah, the, the TVs actually show stuff. Like, like the actual... Legit. Yeah. Okay. Max Payne style. All right, all right. Who made that first game? Uh, that's a good question. Let me look it up. Yeah, I got zero clue. All right. That is a band. It's a Remedy-esque company. Uh, it was developed by Starbreeze Studios. That's right. Okay, I forgot. Uh, yeah, they did uh, Escape from Butcher Bay. And Dead by Daylight. 
Oh, hey, they're still around. And, and Payday, too. Oh, I forgot about Payday. Hmm? Yeah. And they did that Walking Dead game. The, that one the co-op one. The co-op one, yeah. Yeah. And Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons? Wait a minute, that doesn't look right. Oh, no, nope, that is part of their wiki. Okay, weird. <laughs> That's a weird pedigree. Yeah, Payday mean... 2, Overkills the Walking Dead. Chronicles of Riddick, Dead by Daylight, Brothers uh, A Tale of, those, of Two Sons. Some of those are published. That's fair, but still. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you always got to keep it fresh. Okay, yeah, they published Dead by Daylight. Make oh, God, they also did the Syndicate reboot. Oh, no. Oh, uh, that poor thing. <laughs> oh, no. That well, poor, poor thing. <laughs> coincidentally, only one of their games didn't come out for PC. Well, Can you I love... guess which one it is? No. And as much as I love hearing you read off a wiki, can we move on? Well, yes, but I just <laughs> want to say, the one game that didn't come out for PC is the one we were just talking about. The Darkness. Oh, damn, that's because you don't have four buttons on a mouse. Yeah. Also, they did not develop Darkness 2. Mm. Yeah, which is probably why it was so different. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh... We're going to take a short break here to run some ads for some of our podcasting brethren in the Next Wave podcast group. So check out these promos, stick around, and we will be right back. Hey, everybody. This is Nerd Bomber here, one of the co-hosts of the Online Warriors podcast. Our weekly podcast started as a way for three friends to keep in touch and discuss their passion for movies, gaming, technology, and entertainment. And since then, we've grown into a fantastic online community. Every Wednesday, we release a new episode discussing the latest nerdy news. And then we go hands-on with our weekly adventures and a fun trivia show. Sound interesting? Check us out on every podcast platform, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or hit us up at onlinewarriorspodcast.com. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Hey, I'm Lucas, the host of Wonder Soul, a weekly podcast series featuring a variety of topics dealing with life's many passions and experiences. Join me and friends each week as I discuss topics ranging from pop culture to real-life conversations that all can find relatable. New episodes bring new guests and new topics and release every Friday. More content can be found on Wonder Soul's YouTube and Twitch channels. Stay up to date and connect with Wonder Soul through social media by following us on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope that you enjoy Wonder Soul wherever you listen to podcasts. So do good and take care. All right, and we're back. I hope you enjoyed those promos from our podcasty friends. Uh, and now it's time for us to go back in time, considering last week we really didn't do a full decade retrospective, and we're still not. <laughs> so, sorry to disappoint, but we are going to be discussing games from the last decade, as it is now, 2020. But, uh, in lieu of looking up an entire list of games, going through them, and making myself go insane too late yeah that's fair uh i challenged everybody to find a game from the last decade that really spoke to them like something that really influenced your gaming oh as a whole and did we absolutely not yeah i didn't (laughs) expect so considering i issued that challenge at like what eight o'clock this morning yep and i was well at work Yeah. yeah as was i 
here's my result. Witcher 3. It was the first game I actually played that had a long storyline that I actually completed. Oh, also Twilight woke up and she's here now. <laughs> I I figured you would say Witcher 3, considering that is pretty much the game from when I met you that you talked about all the time. Like I said, so, first game with a long storyline I actually completed. Well, since you no spoke up first. Yeah, no spoilers, but tell us a little bit about why why did you complete that one out of all of the games you might have played? Like, what mm -hmm. drove you to complete that one? Mostly because I didn't actually buy a whole lot of games. My computer doesn't have much memory. Even back then. The only time it has only reason it has now is because you sent me hard drives. <laughs> but I actually had it built to play Guild Wars, but that's not really a long storyline game that I had finished. I never actually completed that second that last quest for Guild Wars. But I mean, that's apparently fine. my brother made it so well that it was able to play Witcher 3. And of course Witcher 3 was hyped to hell on every fight. So I decided to give that a try. And it was and... 20 years later when I met you and you tried playing Witcher over stream and I was trying to tell you how to play it. <laughs> Witcher yeah, 1, 2, no. or 3. Along, with, three. along three. with a whole lot of random trivia. Considering, I, I would say the Witcher, at least Witcher 3, the Witcher franchise in general has been super influential this decade because I think Assassin of Kings came out sometime this decade. Yeah. Um, but Witcher 3 was obviously the most influential Witcher game, because I think that's the one that got everybody into it, because that was the most action RPG of all of them. Yeah. Ironically, and the it... thing that got me to finally buy and play it is a YouTuber called Miracle of Sound. He made a song ah. about it. Which is awesome. You should all go check it out. <laughs> which one? Was it Wake the White Wolf? Yes. Thought so. That's a good one. <laughs> I guess plug for Miracle of Sound. Go listen <laughs> to his stuff. YouTuber? It's, uh, he's a YouTube. He's a musician who releases his music videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, because as a musician, he's featured in MTV Music Generator Three. This is the remix. Really? Yes. Huh. Nifty. Yeah, his stuff's good. I like his stuff. Mm-hmm. He can make a non-gamer buy a expensive game and actually play it. Well, there you go. Well, there oh, we got Twilight's. It. We got Twilight's game of the decade. <laughs> uh, who's next? I suppose I mean, Warframe can play. It can be a close second because that's the first game I got that I could play with friends. I should have put the caveat that Warframe's not eligible for this. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> And, and that, so I guess I'll go next. And the expected one would be Warframe, considering that is the game I have probably put the most time into. But honestly, if we want to talk about what has affected me most as a gamer... Most time into. You actually have Excalibur Prime. Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> but no, the, the thing that I have probably been affected by most as a gamer is actually Minecraft. Hmm. Oh yeah, and Minecraft. The game the, without a story that I played. 
the reason for that is Minecraft is probably one of the first games where I ended up regularly playing with friends. Like, I had played, you know, the occasional multiplayer game with a couple of buddies and whatnot, but I, I never really got into, like, squad gaming. Like, having a regular group of friends where it was like, yeah, we're going to, you know, after work, we're going to go home and we're all going to play this one game. And, you know, we might not accomplish anything, but we're going to have a stupid fun time doing that. And the one story that will forever sit in my mind is I built a glass bridge, massive glass bridge, filled it with lava. And one of my buddies decided it would be a good idea to build a massive wooden house underneath it. Because <laughs> he liked the lighting aspect of it. <laughs> I like where this is going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And the thing is, he did it to himself. <laughs> I warned him. I was like, dude, that's not a good idea. Like, you're, you're really close to this. And he actually broke one glass block. And we're all in the call because this is on Xbox Live. And all of a sudden, I just hear in like, I just hear him go, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, it's on fire. It's like, <laughs> what just happened? Because I was, I was actually in my, t like, the, I have a thing for just building massive towers filled with lava. Don't know why. <laughs> um, it was, a, it was, it was basically a, ta a glass spire, but it was, uh, multiple rings. One ring had like spiraling down it. One ring was fire. One ring was water. So it was like a water slide and then a lava slide. Mm. Um, but I go over and it starts like I'm running up and I see the one thing of lava hit the and then it just sprouts out into four points and drops and then sprouts again because he had that like a, a pyramid design at the top of the house. So it just kept spreading further <laughs> and things start catching fire. So the fire is now spreading to other things. And then the trees caught fire. <laughs> and before you know, it, just this entire portion of the map is now just burning to the ground. Jeez. If you had fire tick on, that was the lag the heck out of everybody. Oh, it was hilarious. Um, oh, we really need to get amazing. a Minecraft server again. But but that was that was a th like again like defining what I enjoyed when I game. I would have to say Minecraft did it for me. Like it was just I can hop into this. I know I'm gonna have friends that are there, and we can go just build something stupid, and something stupid is going to happen. We know it's going to happen. So yeah, that is uh, that is my defining game for the for the decade, I guess. I would say eleven. I, I would say that out of a lot of the games that came out this decade, Minecraft continues to be one of the most influential games because it's still one of the most popular games, especially for people to buy for their kids. Yeah. Dragon Quest Builders. Which is basically just Minecraft with Dragon Quest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the, there was a Lego one that got shut down because people couldn't what? stop building dicks. Lego, Lego Worlds. <laughs> I like how we both just know. Um, like, I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna come across on recording, but on my end, y'all were one hundred percent in sync at the same time. It was like you, <laughs> you said that. 
Yeah, Lego. Well, think of all the games Minecraft started because Minecraft started the whole like survival building game phase. It, it basically started. Oh, yeah, I think that, <laughs> I think that you could even trace games like Ark back to Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ark, Space Engineers, PUBG, um, No Man's Pub Sky. No, not PUBG. PUBG, I'd say that's more Arma two. Well, no. Yeah, I, but with Minecraft that survival had mode. battlegrounds mode because of. Uh, um, why am Hunger I like it? Yeah, because of Hunger Games. Yeah, but remember, like the namesake for Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Player Unknown, made a mod for Arma Two. That's that. Yeah, but I, when did I, that I, pop up? Uh, that's a good question. Let's see. Um, well, while you look that up, Light, uh, you got an influential game for yourself for the decade? I got a few, but you you go ahead. Mine All are going right, to be weird, and I'm worried that it won't spark much conversation. I mean, the weird will always spark conversation. Now, the specific one I have in mind, I feel like, is going to be everybody going, oh, and that's it. I Well, now I don't want to be kept in suspense. That's fine. Ugh. Anyway, you and just reminded me whenever you were talking about, you were talking about having a good time with your friends with Minecraft. I realized that a game that I don't like, I don't still own, but I absolutely played the shit out of and was amazing when you had friends, was Connect Adventure. I, was that the, like, rock climbing one? No, nah, it, it had a bunch of exercises masquerading as minigames. I, I, I never played it, so, like, the only Connect game I even remotely tried to play that I owned yeah, was Steel Connect. Battalion. Hmm. And that game was a hot pile of ass, but I not the imagine. good ass. <laughs> Considering they tried to take a game that had a hundred button controller and make it motion controlled. But yeah, I just like for as much as I hated it, we even had the dumb glasses so that you could have a if you didn't have a super long fucking living room. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I remember I used to rearrange my living room and play Connect Adventures with friends. And like you really work up a sweat no matter how simple the game is. I didn't lose any weight though. That's fair. Uh, I keep telling myself that VR is going to be the way I lose weight, and then I don't play VR for like six months. Yeah. Beat Saber, man. I know. Um, other than that, I'd say uh, my first one that I'd want to truly bring up is uh, Arkham City. Okay. It, yeah. it felt It felt like playing a mature version of Batman the Animated Series, and it was such a great continuation from Arkham Asylum. And nowadays, people consider Asylum the epitome, but I, I disagree. City well, was, was where it was at. No, see, you know what? I will give you that, because City still had, it had a big landscape, but it wasn't like Arkham Knight where it was too big. No, yeah. and it worked for the story. Yeah. yeah. Ar Arkham Knight traversing the city was a pain in the ass. And it's like, oh yeah, you but you get the, the Batmobile, and it's like, yeah, and that's a pain in the butt to drive. Arkham City, ha like, you could travel the city fairly quickly. Even, you know, going cross city wasn't that bad. Um, the uh, the, bat the Batmobile was actually in the demos. For city? Yeah. Huh. There's a moment early on in the game where you first meet Mr. Freeze before you ever, like, you go into the police station before you actually fight him. And um, when you come out, the bridge gets blown up. In all the demos, the bridge stays intact the whole time. And they actually drove across it in the Batmobile to show playtesters new areas for them to play at for the demos, like early on in the development. Huh. Hmm. Interesting little detail there. Um, yeah. But no, yeah. my my one thing for uh, 
Arkham Asylum that I did like was the fact that the gameplay always moved forward. You always knew where to go. So it was like, you didn't have to do any backtracking unless you were trying. And anytime you did do backtracking, it always led to the next zone. You never had to like yeah. backtrack to one place and then backtrack to where you just were. No, I had that Metroidvania that you come back because you've unlocked something to unlock the new area. Yeah, but but you get back there or uh, organically. It's not like, oh, well, yeah. where where was I supposed to go? And then you're you know spending a half hour meandering about. It was like, okay, I just got this new item and I'm standing back at either like the central hub where I can now go to wherever I need to go or, you know, if I want to go find Riddler trophies, I can go find Riddler trophies. That one though, Arkham Asylum was actually, uh, which the only reason I didn't, even bring it up beyond the fact that I think uh, I still prefer City uh, is that it was 2009 when it came out. But um, hmm. Arkham Asylum was the first game where I learned that sometimes I can't play on easy mode because as much as you're saying that you didn't get lost, I did. Ah. And it's because <laughs> the game was too easy. I wasn't paying attention to anything. I actually got lost. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um. By the way, for the uh, for the PUBG stuff in Minecraft Battleground or Hunger Games, Minecraft Hunger Games released in 2012. PUBG's mod for Arma 2 came out in 2013. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Oh wow! So Minecraft did actively start the battle royale genre. Yep. <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> All right. I guess Minecraft influenced a lot of people. Fun fact that I. <laughs> I think that officially makes Minecraft the most influential game of the decade and also is directly at fault for Fortnite existing. Yeah. I mean, you guys played Fortnite a while, so you're also responsible for it, for it still existing. No, I had nothing to do with it existing. I just played it. Because yes. it was yeah, free. Yeah, still existing, she said. I don't still play it. But you did play it. That added to its longevity. Oh my god. Yeah, well, you're not wrong. Haven't you learned I'm never wrong? Debatable. That's a false statement, but we'll move <laughs> past it. You never tell a girl, a girl she's wrong. Haven't you I, No. No, you, you never make tell it, a girl. But you, shouldn't tell her. You, you never tell a girl you're dating that she's wrong. You just nod mm. your head and say, yes, dear. I'm going to get so yeah, much fun. <laughs> no, everybody who has a Have fun with him. Every guy, every guy is going to be like, Back yep. of their mind. Yeah. Not wrong. <laughs> I don't and know. Look well, over, their girlfriend and be like, he's such an asshole, right? Yeah, yes. totally. <laughs> let's, let's be it's honest okay, here. Ladies, not, we agree with you. <laughs> let's be honest here, though. Not every guy is going to say yep. Just every, every guy girl that's watching this, now you know why you shouldn't date yeah. these two. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. You just said over... Yeah, uh, there are way more fucked up reasons why you shouldn't date them. Hey, I'm not say, saying there aren't worse people. I'm saying that's the reason you shouldn't date them. No, I'm just We're saying these two have worse this, quality. Please. My next game <laughs> cutting, cutting me down. God, what the hell? Hey, just that's my job. That, you guys wanted me to be a host here. I was perfectly happy to be a quiet observer. Uh-huh. That's Light, why you hopped and immediately began talking. Like, um, what's your next game? The Last of Us. Okay, yeah. I figured. And that's because that is a game that I still regularly play. 
and for different reasons. Like, I remember playing through that game and having just a transformative experience. It was weird to play a game that was full of so many zombie cliches at a, at the height of zombie, you know, era, and then yet still be so emotionally invested. I cried at the beginning, bawled my eyes. And then later on, someone play it. later on, I would play it because there are certain levels that I just like the stealth for because I love stealth games. And uh, I, I never would have guessed based on how much you brought up Metal Gear. <laughs> you know what? You say that, but if you go back to the published episodes, it's hardly ever brought up. I'm sure a lot of people are like, what is these guys problem with him in Metal Gear? <laughs> That's He's got right. a point. That's all in the lost episodes. <laughs> Fuck. A few years after playing Last of Us, the uh, the the PS4 came out, the remaster came out, all of that, and I had a friend who had no idea what it was, and I was like, "You never experienced Last of Us," and I actually played it for him, and we we for him it was basically he came to my house every other day and watched a TV show, and like that opened a whole new experience for games for me as well, just playing them for people as though they were movies. Like, Last of Us was very influential for me as a gamer. I won't lie, that's how I know most games, is I watch other people play them. Well, up until that point, I couldn't understand Let's Plays because I hate watching people play games. Well... <laughs> I want to play them. But see, that that's the difference. Some people either watch them because they can't play them or just prefer to have, watch other people play them like a movie. Hence why, in the last decade, the streaming and YouTube community for games has exploded. Yeah. The, um, what is that, Firewatch? Oh, yeah, yeah, the walking simulator? Yeah, Firewatch is a game that uh, I watched with uh, my partner. And while she really enjoyed it, I just kept yelling at the screen to turn their head because they weren't, they weren't framing things right. <laughs> That's... Honestly, something I've done with, especially when I've played the game, yeah. I'm watching a YouTuber play it. Over there is the thing, yeah. It means it's like, turn. It means Go right. Because I don't play games all that much, but for things like when you played Witcher 3, I was like, no, you go left, you go left. Yeah. You don't use any of the stuff that's all, that's in the game. Of course, these fights are hard for you. That's true. I don't use oils or anything like that. Yeah. Y'all are making me feel real self-conscious. <laughs> well, he's been a while. reasons that I'm not going to talk about for a while. He spent a while <laughs> lamenting how hard the first witch that you fight it, first witch ghost that you fight is. And all I'm thinking is... Spoilers! He's not there yet. He I literally just got Witcher 3. That's the, the only reason I care about have. spoilers. So yeah, yeah. The, the, the only suggestion I can make regarding Witcher 3, use your oils. Use your items. They're yeah, there. Magic. They're useful. Yeah, he didn't do that. The moment that the that the mini boss is hard. I feel like I'm gonna do that because there's so much shit in that game. It's very dense. Yes. I also did that through the screen. You're missing this little side quest. This side quest is fun. What are you doing? Uh. I feel like I might have been annoying. <laughs> At one point, you, I think uh... you said, "Why do you know more about this game than I do?" Because the and one game you... I've actually played. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, no, like, I can definitely see Last of Us because, I mean, you're super hyped for Last of Us 2 because I think you've played through Last of Us 1, what, like, five, six times? <laughs> Double see where that story buddy. goes. Oh, well, shit. All right. 
Yeah, and yeah, uh, I'm very excited. Uh, beyond that, I've also seen literally every making of behind the scenes and the developer commentary. I also watched a, uh, the when it was up the bootleg version of their live performance. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. <laughs> I got I got nothing else to say except that because yeah, you said everything on it. <laughs> so uh, I, guess that I pretty- got. Oh, okay. I got two games that, while they, I wouldn't call them, you know, massively influential on me as a gamer, but, like, games that I've definitely enjoyed and clearly have had an influence in the industry, period. Okay. Alright, the first one, I'd say GTA Five, because when it dropped, it was like, next-gen what? Yeah. And it it was the culmination of GTA, it felt like. And online is still running so strong that, like, I don't think we'll see GTA 6 for a while. Even though there's rumors. Well, there's always rumors. Fucking there's always rumors, it. yeah. But and then, then, no, with, with GTA yeah. Online just printing them money, I agree with you. Yeah. And then the, the other one that just feels like a no-brainer when I say it, even though, again, I don't think it, I don't know what it means to any of us individually, but Skyrim. 11, oh, yeah. 11, 11. Yeah. Holy I, shit. Yeah. I own one, two, three, four. I played Marwin for like five, five years, but I never actually finished the story till after The Witcher 3. Yeah, but hmm. that didn't come out this decade. <laughs> Skyrim yeah. is literally the most re released game of the decade. That and Resident Evil 4. That's well, why I didn't talk about Fallout. I, I think, yeah, I own five copies of Skyrim. I own at least two on PC, the Switch version, and then, you know, I had my original Xbox 360 version that I don't have anymore. Yeah, yep. one I, only... I don't understand my friends. Why would you buy the same game multiple times? Don't worry about it. <laughs> to, to be fair, the only reason I have two copies on PC is because I bought it and then got the upgraded edition for free. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, the I only use mods. I only just got the the game of the year definitive edition, whatever for PS3, like the one that has the DLCs. I only just got that last year, and I would still get Skyrim on Switch if I could. Yeah, no, I I bought it on Switch just because I'm like, no, I'll play Skyrim on the go. And plus, you get the Zelda content. You if you have the Amiibos, like, fuck yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. One last thing. Kingdoms of Amalur, which is way better than Skyrim. <laughs> did that come out this decade? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yep. Because it came game out after that, Skyrim. Uh, just kind of got lost in the weeds. Yeah. I'm, I want to say Mass Effect, but I feel like Mass Effect 2 was 2009. I and Mass Effect 3 would not have meant as much to me if it wasn't for 2. Yeah. Uh, well, I can confirm that. No, no, Mass Effect 2 was 2010, so you can say that, yes. Then absolutely. <laughs> I got that game on a lark. That game means to me what uh, about as much as uh, uh, The Last of Us does, but for different systems, because I first played Mass Effect 2 on Xbox 360. Well, yeah, that's because... 
I think when it first came out, that's all you could play it on. Well, the original Mass Effect, yes, but when two dropped, they had already been bought by EA, and it was multi. Oh, did it? Okay, so it did come out for both. Okay. Yeah, and unlike everybody else, I couldn't get into the first one. No, I couldn't either. Uh, I only did that, geez, in the past year or two. Hmm. But yeah, Mass Effect Two, man. Oh, I love me some sci-fi. Go ahead, Sedge. Um. Well, I I only have like two or three games that I'm gonna say. Just because I played so many games over the years, it's hard to fucking know. <laughs> when we started recording, I only was thinking of Batman Arkham City, so <laughs> things How about can you change. just narrow it down to the games that you've completed? Well, no, I'm going to go... A, well, I'm just going to go here. So, <laughs> I'm going to go with a newer game for my first one, because this game was just pure fun on a disc. And that's Doom 2016. <laughs> Not a because I have replayed it so many times. I've gone back and done the arcade mode. In in I've played it on stream and it just makes me start singing. Still like desperately want to get my hands on it. It is the shooter of the decade. It's the first time I've seen somebody actually be the stereotypical, this game's not good for you anymore because it's unhealthy for you type of thing. How is Doom unhealthy for anyone? Because it makes him sound like a madman. I'm still not hearing a problem. Exactly. <laughs> the fact but that no, I'd do anything that would make me sound like Batman. Look, Doom... Doom proved that there was still people in the gaming industry in a time when it seemed like the game companies stopped caring. It made it... It showed that people could do, like, a reboot of a franchise and it be pure fun. Same thing with Wolfenstein. Yeah. Like... Wolfenstein came first. I know it did. But Wolfenstein came first, and I was like, all right, all right. And then Doom came out, and I was like, okay. Hmm. Like, I am about this. You guys should have heard him when we talked about, what was it, that announcement that it was coming, that Doom was coming to mobile or something? Oh, that you could play it over the streaming service, over, like, Bethesda's streaming service? Yeah, I wish the the rest of the people listening to this could have heard him when he was hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) I cried. (laughs) It's so beautiful. (laughs) The other game is on the complete opposite end of that spectrum. It's still a newer game, oddly enough. Stardew Valley. Really? I'm curious, but only vaguely. The only reason I say Stardew Valley is because I just love the relaxation aspect of that game. Mm-hmm. And it really, I, I mean, for somebody who clearly is way too into first-person shooters, mm. like, unhealthily so, <laughs> and train simulators, <laughs> Stardew, Valley is a, Stardew Valley is a game that I can just veg out to for hours on end and just have a good time with. 
I, I wouldn't say it really influenced my gaming habits, but it was definitely one of the games I will say that I played the the hell out of. Whenever he wants to calm down, it's either that or Doom. Mm-hmm. Accurate. I know it's and accurate. I've listened to you play it. That is absolutely reasonable. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, this decade Halo 3 didn't come out, so I can't just give it to that, because it would be the same thing that you had with Minecraft Control <laughs> if it had come out this decade, but that came out in 07, so... I was about to say Reach was this decade. Yep, and unfortunately Reach is about the time where my gaming group just dissolved on Xbox. Right. So, didn't get that same feeling from Reach. Still loved it, mind you. Just didn't get that same, like, influencing my gaming habits. Yeah. The oomph wasn't there. Yeah. I I really don't have a game that influenced my gaming habits apart from that, because I just play just about anything. I will tell you a game that influenced me to know that I'm not good at that game. Rainbow Six? Dark Souls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, because there was a point where I was actually decent at Rainbow Six. When it first came out, because I played the shit out of Rainbow Six. <laughs> uh, I wish I could have seen you playing Dark Souls. I've played it on stream. I You've watched me play it. I've seen you play that samurai version of it. No, I have definitely played Dark Souls on stream. No. I, 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 I have. I don't think so. I did. Yeah, no, I did. I'm pretty sure he knows what he's streamed in the past. <laughs> he's played the samurai version of it. I have also yeah. played that, yes. I've played Sekiro, and I've played Dark Souls 1. And, no, Dark Souls 3 I had the YouTube videos. Must but have been before I, definitely I started watching played... your streams. It must have been, because I definitely played it on stream. <laughs> But what do you like yeah. most about the podcast? Oh, how that person who was a uh, producer turned host is just constantly antagonistic. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's why I'm the host. That's why I'm a host now. They want me to be antagonistic. But yeah, I don't have anything that was super, I guess, super influential on my gaming habits. Unfortunately. <laughs> Because my gaming habits haven't changed since 2007. But it's not about... For... It, the way that I was looking at it was not about like a game that was influential on your gaming habits, or, but a game that really stuck with you. Because for me, all the games that would influence me as a gamer came out in the aughts because I was a teenager. That's true. I... I guess then, yeah, Rainbow Six would fit in that because I still keep going back to it even though I suck. Yeah. Uh, you know that, that I'm bad, but I love the game. Well, that that's the whole thing. It's like, it's the alternative. I consider Rainbow Six to be the alternative to Counter-Strike. Because I am way too bad at Counter-Strike to enjoy Counter-Strike, but I enjoy Siege even when I'm doing bad. <laughs> like, it it's the same thing though. Like, Doom will stick with me. Stardew will stick with me. It'll be a game that I always go back to play. Hmm. Okay. Like, I will always go back and redo and run a quick playthrough of Doom. I will go back and 
go back to my farm in Stardew Valley. Like, I, think I, I think I've done a little bit of Stardew Valley, but I could never really get in. We tried to get you in for multiplayer. You did? Yeah. I, Cause we, I honestly don't recall that. Yeah, because I feel like you would have a lot of fun with that if you were playing multiplayer, because you wouldn't have to worry about the farm aspect. We could just send you into the mine. I'd be okay with to that. To fight things. I mean, what is it? Uh, Moonlighter? Which is basically uh, that. Stardew yeah. Valley, one of those games I kind of want to buy, but that then I realize I only want to buy it so I can play it with my, with friends, and my yeah, friends don't that, play it often enough to war warrant buying it. Yeah, that is the, not a bad reason to want to buy a game, though, and it's not like it's super expensive. Yeah, but when you don't actually have a regular income of money, it is expensive. Okay, fair enough. But the only reason I got the only reason I got Sea of Thieves was because I did a com art commission like right before it, and so the game ultimately only cost me like two hours of work and four dollars. And I was right; you guys don't play it often enough to warrant buying it. Hmm. I mean, we I jump mean, back to it occasionally, but yeah, and your crew, of, crew of gamers is over four players, so I'm usually the one left out. I mean, yeah, we haven't played in a while. I was actually gonna thinking about going back to it today. <laughs> well, since the end of the day, I'm guessing it didn't go well. <laughs> well, I was at work today. I was just thinking, like, oh, I need to play Sea of Thieves again because I haven't played since the Ashen update. I haven't but... checked that that update out yet. Yeah, lighting ships on fire is apparently fun. Oh yeah, okay. We, I, Ben and I did a little bit of that because yeah, you know, throwing fireballs and fire bombs at kinda, other people's ships and it kind of got hamstrung for me when the max crew you can have is four people and usually you guys have five or six people wanting to play it. Well, the other problem is we usually are on a brig if the, we can only get three, and then we're already in the middle of a quest too. Yep, that happens occasionally. Yeah. But yeah, so those are those are the games I'm gonna say because those are the ones I consistently go back to. I still have yet to done any of the quests in Sea of Thieves. <laughs> the one time oh, you guys that. tried to help me with the first quest, those end game people oh. camp there. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. God, that sucked. <laughs> but such is life. such is the way of life. <laughs> but I think that's a good place to stop it to call it yeah. for today. That's a reasonable point. Yeah, so hope you guys enjoyed the episode and our little dive into games from the decade that will stick with us forever and ever. <laughs> um, you can find us on, well, if you don't already, you should follow us on Twitter at GamingCasualPod. That's where you get all of our updates and see the silly things I post sometimes. Uh, you can follow me at Sedge underscore gaming on Twitter and twitch.tv slash Sedge. Control. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash controlfreak. Otherwise, I am on Twitter. I'll update for when I'm streaming at, uh, at freakcontrol. And mm -hmm. then you can also find me on Facebook. Although, again, I generally take hiatuses from writing, but I write a little blog there called Zguru Review, where much like what we do here, I just kind of blather on for a bit about gaming and the like. So, yeah. Stop by, post a comment, tell me to hurry up and write something. <laughs> it's all appreciated. 
Light? You can find me under your bed at your most vulnerable moments. Okay. Horrifying. <laughs> You've gone there. But uh, I guess that explains why I haven't been able to sleep lately. Oh, yeah, my bad, dude. Get the fuck out of my room. Yeah, uh, I don't change your cologne. It's very good. Oh, Jesus. Bye, everybody. Good night. <laughs>